This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick or... You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Tuesday plan so far. You know, we started yesterday with the announcement from the Pro Football Hall of Fame that the great voice, the voice of God, John Facenda, was going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame posthumously. Got an opportunity to play a very small role in that, just sending a letter to David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and just said, hey, for your consideration, or can we remind people that he was instrumental in growing the sport, contributor to the sport, and David Baker and the Pro Football Hall of Fame will honor John Facenda in a couple of months in Canton, Ohio. Then we had the interview with Scotty Pippen in the final hour of the show. And we were initially going to have John Rahm join us in the final hour of the show. And I said to Fritzy, look, this is going to take over the final hour of the show. Whatever Scotty says will take over the final hour of the show. We didn't know it was going to take over the entire sports world yesterday and even media outlets who don't normally cover sports because this was big. And Scotty Pippen has said some things recently, the GQ article where he talked about Phil Jackson and having Tony Kukoc take the last shot in a playoff game in 1994, he thought was racially motivated and uh, giving the white guy the opportunity. And Scotty said, I had earned that opportunity because I was there all of those years with Michael Jordan. Now this was my team. I wanted the ball. The fallout was uh, pretty strong and... I don't know if we can advance the story. You know, we did reach out to Phil Jackson. We reached out to Michael Jordan. Phil, you know, Phil was not available. And I understand that you don't want to touch this. But uh, I just thought, let's 
let's do our due diligence here. Let's be professional and at least give Phil the opportunity if he does want to come on and talk about this. Uh, he declined. Michael Jordan declined as well. And I don't know if we advance it. Um, I think locally in Chicago, this is going to stay there for quite some time because Scottie Pippen is, I mean, that's, that's the market. If you're selling something, you want to make sure that that Chicago market is buying your bourbon or the book that he's going to have coming out this fall. But you don't mess with the 90s Bulls because people have the image of the 90s Bulls. That, hey, they, they all got along. You know, they were jigsaw puzzle pieces that all fit in there together. They were rock stars. You know, people showed up to watch the Bulls beat your team. And what Scotty said yesterday, and look, this is, this is Scotty's opinion of what happened. I can't discount that. Now, nobody believes him, but it is his interpretation of something, of Phil Jackson. And I don't know how long he's harbored this, but you're talking 27, 28 years that he's holding on to this. And maybe he was never asked about this, but the fact that he said it in such a casual, offhanded way in the GQ article that this was racially motivated. And I, I don't know if, you know, Scotty's going, boy, the only way I can sell bourbon is if I have some crazy, outlandish, headline-worthy stuff to say. And it might be the opposite in the city of Chicago. But Scotty said what he said, and look, I, I appreciate him coming on. I just wanted context. That was it. And he didn't have to come on, but to be able to ask him, and he offered up some other stories, you know. And, and they're part of me that I, you know, I felt bad because I, 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 I wasn't trying to protect him, but I, I wanted to be fair to him. Let me put it that way. But I got to be fair to Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. You can't just go, let me pick sides here. And, you know, I was trying to be as neutral as possible. Uh, there was only one moment where I was a little more agitated with him when he said, do you understand English? And, you know, I can't let my personal feelings get in, in the way of that. And, and that's what I tried to just sidestep, move on, and let me continue with the interview. But um, I never saw it, never heard it, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But it doesn't mean that it did. You know, that Michael was playing to the cameras in that game-winning shot by Steve Kerr, that Michael was doing it because everybody knew it was a documentary. And that's what Scotty said. Like, I'd never heard that before. Because I was trying to say, hey, Scotty, Mike's been a decoy before. You know, Phil designed to play for Steve Kerr. And he goes, no, no, that, that wasn't Phil. That was Michael. Michael was doing that for the camera. I went, okay, that's, that's Scotty's interpretation of this. But he's been holding on to some things for a long, long time. Whether they're real or not, they're perceived or not, it's his, his, it's his interpretation, his opinion. And that's why I thought, I, I'll listen to it. I don't agree with everybody's opinion who comes on this show, but I'm, I'm willing to listen to their opinions. But that was, that was pretty damning yesterday to say that about Phil. 
And, you know, Phil may say something that he doesn't know how it's being interpreted. You know, when he referred to LeBron James and, you know, the people who work with LeBron James as a posse, LeBron James took offense to that. Like, these are my business partners. This isn't my posse. And Phil may not have realized that how that sounded or how it would sound to LeBron James or an African-American. I have no idea. But... Scotty said what he said, and I'm guessing that this book that comes out in the fall will probably have some more bombshells there. Because it feels like Scotty wants somebody to listen to him. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Um, Clippers beat the Suns, and uh, the Suns up 3-2-41 for Paul George. We'll talk about that coming up here. Bucks-Hawks game four. Chris Mannix was on the scene for the Phoenix Suns-Clippers game last night. He will join us coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the Lightning rolled the Canadians 5-1 in game one Stanley Cup final. Finally, there's no more controversy. Paul George is officially playoff P, at least for today or last night. The Clippers star, he went 15 of 20 from the floor, had 41, leading the Clippers to a game five win in Phoenix. It's one of those where you're watching the lineup that the Clippers put out there and you're going, it's a makeshift lineup. Like Boogie Cousins is out there. And three years ago, he's going for 28 points and 13 rebounds. Now you're just saying, hey, can you give us 10 minutes out there? Terrence Mann, Patrick Beverly. They got injuries. No Kawhi. You're on the road in Phoenix. Phoenix can close you out. Phoenix can go back to the NBA Finals. And somehow the Clippers picked up the win. And you know what? You needed something great out of Paul George. I think part of the reason why we pile on Paul George and some of his teammates came to his defense after the game, he called himself playoff P. You know, if you're Reggie Jackson and you say, I'm Mr. October, and then you strike out a couple of times in a big moment, then we're going to probably turn that on you. If you're clutch, you call yourself clutch, but then you aren't clutch, then we're going to question that. But it's not like the media said, hey, you're playoff P. The nickname was first uttered in a room with about 15 reporters, and I believe this was in uh, 2018, postseason game against the Utah Jazz. And, and Paul George was asked about his responsibilities. He was guarding the then-rookie Donovan Mitchell. Paul George grinned and then said you all ain't met playoff p yet huh okay all right playoff p that became a thing the next day and then it stuck playoff p well we are in the playoffs and you want big time performers to give you a big time performance and that's what you had last night Somehow they bullied his son's team at full strength. You know, I thought the Clippers, they played almost, what, 18 games in 37 days, 38 days. I, I wondered if they're just fatigued. But Paul George would not let them falter last night. They still have a lot of work. I said it yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers won the game. Why? Because they shouldn't win the game. And they've done this. There's an there's a interesting stat with uh, what they, they've been able to accomplish so far. 
the Clippers now have seven wins while trailing in a series in the postseason. Six of those seven wins by double digits. Both are the most in a single postseason in NBA history. Stat of the day, stat of the day, that, that. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Top. Here's Paul George after the win last night. We thrive in this moment. Um, we come together even more so in these moments. Um, and I mean, it, it, this team, you know, is just made up of toughness um, all across the, the roster. And so uh, we're going to give it everything we got and uh, we, we live with the results. Clippers played like they were desperate and they were and they are down three games to one now three games to two the Suns have to play that way you can't just show up and say in front of our home crowd hey we're going to win this game they don't have this guy and this guy you got to play with desperation because the Clippers you know that feeling of hey let's just go in there and you know whatever happens you know we're not expected to win that's a dangerous team it's like the Atlanta Hawks have been that team in the Eastern Conference this year in the playoffs. Like, hey, nobody expects us. Remember, they weren't even getting by the Knicks. And then they did. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, wow. They got by the six. Oh, okay. That's what it feels like with the Clippers. They shouldn't be underdogs, but they are because they don't have Kawhi Leonard. Will they get Kawhi Leonard? Is there a chance that he'd come back if there's a game seven? We've heard very little news information about that. I'll ask Chris Mannix about that coming up. Is there any chance that he does play? Can he play if there is a game seven? So we'll talk to Mannix about that uh, coming up. Poll question, McLovin, what do you have for me? All right, let's start with the NBA playoffs. Which trailing team has the best chance to come out winners in this series? The Hawks down 2-1 or the Clippers down 3-2? I'm going to say the Clippers have a better chance. You're going home, and if you can force a Game 7, you've already proven that you could win in Phoenix. You can look back to that incredible alley-oop to DeAndre Ayton. You could have won that game. They could easily be up in this series when you think about it. But you got to come out, and you got to be the bully. And, and you can't just show up because the Clippers have a very good coach who makes adjustments and – you got, some, you got some younger players who are starting to believe in themselves. And that's dangerous. And Paul George knows sometimes you'll see a player play better when he doesn't have to worry about who he defers to all the time. And I bring this up with Ben Simmons when he had a game against Utah earlier this year. He made his free throws. I think he had 42 points. Joel Embiid wasn't playing. Because now your role has changed. Now it's on me. And I think Paul George had... He had to embrace that, re-embrace it, because he used to be the star. In you know Indiana, he was the star. He had to defer a little bit with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City and here with the Clippers. But what you're seeing is somebody who is taking it upon himself to be the star, and uh, he certainly has been. Yeah, Paul? Who do you think you would bet on to win this series right now? I would bet on the Suns because they are healthier and they have home court advantage. But... I, you know, if you said, are the Clippers going to win this next game? Sure. Like, I, you know, it's one of those, we've seen this before in other series. Now you're playing against a better team and a healthier team. And 
You have no business winning this series. Yeah, Paul. It really feels like a must win for the Clippers. Really feels that way. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I like when people say that. I, I'm going <laughs> the oppo. I like when people say it when it's not a must win. Thank you. When they're down 2 0. Yeah. Thank you. It's an actual must win. Yeah. Uh, yes, McLovin. Wait, are they better or worse with Zubats not playing? And, playing? No, and by the way, where did that come from? All of a sudden, their starting center's out. I have no idea. And if Kawhi is at ACL, doesn't he need surgery or is he going to miss the entire. We're already into July. It could be a sprain, but we have, we've received no updates there. But it feels like that he's going to have. This kind of he's had this condition since he was with the Spurs. Wait, I don't understand. It's a condition. Well, it could be. I mean, I I don't know if he's having surgery. Will need surgery. It could be that he's just going to have an arthritic knee. He's going to have persistent pain. This is why he load manages. But I I don't know if it's just something as simple as hey have surgery and this all goes away. Doesn't sound like that. This program is brought to you by M Drive. M Drive Boost and Burn, the supplement that can help shed pounds, build muscle. Visit mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, sixty day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with M Drive. Yeah, Paul. Don't you always have hope if you see a player, even though in street clothes, out at warmups, just kind of like grabbing a ball, moving around, or sometimes a player will when they're rehabbing will go out an hour before the game, Kawhi's in street clothes. He's not anywhere near the court. But He's not even on the bench. Right. He's not even on the bench. He didn't even go to Phoenix last night. He wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Mannix was in Phoenix. Get his thoughts on uh, what's going on here. Uh, a few other things around the league. Is Dame Lillard saying he wants out without saying he wants out of Portland? And uh, I'm sure the New York Knicks will be mentioned because you can get some clicks if you say, you know, teams that could be interested if Dame Lillard becomes available. But New York Knicks, 17 after the hour, just getting started. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. I've teamed up with Full Sail University to launch the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. You get your bachelor's degree in sportscasting. And we teach you everything, all the aspects of sportscasting in front of the camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, everything in between. Esports. Uh, what I love about Full Sail and well, there's a lot of things. Their approach to education, hands-on learning. You have faculty with real-world experience to prep the students. I mean, I would put our faculty up against any faculty in America that teaches this because they have probably, I think, we totaled up 200 years of experience in the business. It's a wonderful faculty, and they can tell you. Everything that they've gone through, if it's a director, somebody on the assignment desk, a producer, on-air talent. At Full Sail University, earn your bachelor's degree in about half the time, as short as 20 months. And you can earn it online or Full Sail's campus in Orlando, Florida. You can learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting going to fullsail.edu slash danpatrick. Fullsail.edu slash danpatrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. You'll see the Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Gourmet biscuits made from scratch using healthy all-natural ingredients. It's Penny's Bang Biscuits. One pound bag, 120 dog biscuits there. 20% of all the Bang Biscuit sales given back to hand-picked partners in the pet industry, including... The place where I got my rescue, Winnie. Uh, where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options 
to the cutting-edge tech, to their five-star sales service and financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz vans built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go that extra mile, taking the all-important first step into a dealership today. By the way, you can go to danpatrick.com for Penny's Bang Biscuits and also great new T-shirts that we have. Before we get to Chris Mannix, kind enough to join us from uh, Phoenix, here is Paul George from that 2018 press conference where he introduced us to Playoff P. You guys faced him so early in the season that Andre was the guy who was primarily on Donovan for most of those possessions. I mean, is that something that, that you were going to take on, a Garden Donovan for a Georgia position? Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Yeah, I ain't met Playoff P yet. I'm used to I'm used to these matchups. I'm used to playing against the best offensive guy um, during these moments. So. That's when Playoff P was birthed. Chris Maddox, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer, joining us from Phoenix. He uh, was in attendance for last night's game between the Clippers and the Suns. What's your big takeaway from last night there, Chris? You know, just the resiliency of the Clippers. I mean, we've seen it throughout these playoffs, going down to zip in both the first and second round. But, you know, this comeback and, and win in this game was maybe even more impressive to be. I mean, they learned about the injury and, well, the extent of the injury to Zubac uh, at the morning shoot-around and to already down, you know, Serge Ibaka, Kawhi Leonard, and now being down your best big man going up against a big physical team with a guy like DeAndre Ayton uh, to, to still be able to not only rally and win, but they came out fast, Dan. I mean, they were up 20 to 5, uh, early in this game, they had multiple opportunities in the second half to fold. You know, I, the, the Clippers have this this you know, this this history of not showing up in big moments. That history, regardless of what happens in this series, uh, I think has been uh, you know largely erased because of the performance of this team. But you try to handicap this series. I wasn't surprised. Said I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers won last night because why not? Now they go back home where you would expect the Clippers to win. So what do you expect here in game six? I, you know, I have, I have no idea. You know, there, there's, an, there's an argument to be made that, you know, this was kind of the Clippers shooting their shot here. This was everything they had left in the tank. I mean, Paul George, look at the minutes Paul George has played in this post. I think it's like 735, which is like 130 more than anybody else. Uh, in these playoffs. I mean, sitting in the, the interview room after the game, I mean, he looked exhausted. Marcus Morris, who has battled a knee injury of his own, had to go 41 minutes largely against DeAndre Ayton. He looked exhausted. I mean, it, there's only so many, you know, proverbial bullets they have left in the chamber. And, you know, going home, I'm sure they'll get a bounce off that home crowd. And, you know, one thing these these Clippers players said last night to a man was that, you know, they knew they were down 3-1, but, you know, they looked at it like a couple of breaks here or there, the Valley Oop, you know, better offense in game four. They could have been up 3-1 in this series. So they've got a little bit of confidence, but at some point, all these injuries start to take their toll. And if Zubac can't go uh, in this game six, I just have a hard time seeing Aiden struggle as much as he did and the Suns uh, play as poorly defensively as they did. What is Kawhi Leonard's status? I wouldn't expect to see him um, in these playoffs. No matter, uh, even uh, if it goes game seven? I don't believe it. Okay. There's, I have not heard any indications. And Kawhi, as we all know, plays everything kind of close to the chest. But, you know, you get kind of, you talk to Clippers 
personnel, um, you know, whether it's on site or, you know, you know, via text message, you just don't don't get you don't get positive indications that Kawhi is coming back. I don't know the the full extent of that injury, if it is something that may require surgery down the line, but there are no indications yet that that Kawhi is, you know, an, a return is imminent. But is this an injury that is going to stay with him or a condition that is going to stay with him the rest of his career? Well, it's hard to say with this injury specifically. Now, he has had that knee problem that has need to be load managed since his days at San Antonio. I would say that particular version of the injury is going to be with him for his entire career. I mean, Kawhi, I forget how old he is, right around 30 at this point. But so I don't expect that to change anytime soon. So with the course of an 82 game season, we're going to see Kawhi at most play 60, 65 games for the rest of his career. This injury felt a little bit different. This was one of those, you know, you know kind of injuries in the moment that where we may we may find out later that it was an ACL injury that requires some type of surgery. But there's the the day of Kawhi Leonard Dan playing 80 games in a season. Those days are long since over. Gosh, I don't remember those days. When's when's the last time he was ever close to that? 2012, maybe yeah. 2013. Yeah. Like we, we you got to go back to the early San Antonio days uh, before you know that injury happened that cost him almost a full season. That last full season uh, with the Spurs. So look, it's it's not the end of the world. I mean, Toronto won a championship with Kawhi, you know, being load managed uh, throughout. I think the Clippers. You know, you can argue if. Kawhi Leonard was healthy, uh, you know, they'd be the favorites to win the championship this year. There's there's a pathway for them to win or any team that has Kawhi Leonard to win with him being load managed. It's just kind of a fact of life for him going forward. Have we been unfair? We, the media, been unfair to Paul George in our expectation level? I don't know. Um, I think social media probably has, but social media is unfair to everybody. Social media mostly boxing fans hate me like so like i mean it's like it doesn't it is kind of what it is when it comes to critiques now i'm sure if paul paul uh, paul george could hop in the uh, time machine he would go back <laughs> and not say what he said in that clip you played like he would not call himself playoff p like that has kind of stuck to him like white on rice there and it's it, it ratcheted up the level of expectation if you call yourself playoff p and then you subsequently have back-to-back -back, uh, early playoff exits in Oklahoma City. You blow a 3-1 lead with the Clippers. Th that is going to be something you are tagged with for the rest of his career. But when you're a superstar and you don't win championships, I mean, LeBron James gets criticized still. He's won multiple championships. That, that just kind of comes uh, with the territory when it comes to a, being a player of that status. Yeah, PG-13, we were okay with. Like, that was yeah. a nice, cute nickname. You know, but... Playoff P, you know. Has anybody like has, has anybody that's given themselves a nickname ever felt good about it afterwards? I, I'm I, I'm struggling to think off the top of my head who else has given themselves nicknames. But usually, like Shaq gave Paul Pierce the truth, and that stuck, and that worked well for Paul Pierce over his career. If somebody gives you a nickname, it, it's great because even if it doesn't, uh, even if you don't live up to it, you didn't give it to yourself. Like it wasn't you that called yourself that. When you call yourself playoff B, uh, you you put a target on your back if you don't play like someone that lives up to those expectations. Well, Dion called himself primetime. But lived up to he it. Lived up to it. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if you, you can call well, yourself primetime. You know what? Muhammad you call yourself Ali. MVP, it, the greatest of all time. Like, yeah. And 
and certainly is in the discussion for for that as a, or a favorite to be called that. I mean, if if somebody calls himself MVP, if he, that's what he did, and he won multiple MVPs, you lived up to it. But if you're playoff P and you and you struggle, look, I do think he's this is the best postseason he's had since his Indiana days. You know, maybe better because of the he's put in a position without a Danny Granger or a Danny or David West that are around him. I mean, look, he was shooting 35% going into that game five. And you look at the first half and he was pretty passive and you could see kind of the critics start to warm up. And I think even I wasn't listening to it, but I had seen tweets about the broadcast were criticizing uh, Paul George for that first half. And then to come out in the third quarter, yeah. just blow the doors off 20 points. They get three, three pointers uh, in that period. I mean, that was, that was a playoff P level performance for Paul George. Talking to Chris Mannix, the sports illustrated NBA senior writer. Why do boxing fans hate you? Uh, they think my scorecards suck. I do that <laughs> for DAZN. And uh, boxing's polarizing, though. Everybody thinks they, they know exactly what they're talking about. It's, it's probably one of the worst sports for that. Okay. I'm just... Yeah. I, I, just it's there. To, yeah. Watch a big fight. Watch a big fight. Monitor <laughs> on social media. I, it's, it's interesting. You know I don't do social media. That's true. Paulie does, though, so he can, he can text you. By the way, social media uh, yesterday with Scottie Pippen. Uh, were you monitoring social media? I was. I saw the I saw McLovin's tweets first and foremost, and then I saw the clip. I mean, I'll be the umpteenth person to tell you tremendous interview uh, with Scotty. I mean, I, I thought you did everything you could to get to the root of the racism charge, which is the big one that's out there. I didn't think he had a single answer that made any sense. So I had people texting me afterwards, NBA people that were just, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but like, does Scotty need some help, you know, after this, you know, what, what, what's going through his mind right now that he would sit there and make a racism charge. I mean, look, he's been upset about the Tony Kukoc play for decades now. Like that's, that's never going to change despite the fact, amazingly, despite the fact that Kukoc made the shot, like he hit the shot. And and help the Bulls advance. Scotty's still upset about it, but there's no evidence that Phil Jackson is a racist in any way, shape, or form. Players that have played for him have never charged him with that before. It's that that's an ugly thing to say unless you have specific examples to back it up. And you know, I, I watched that interview a couple of times. It, it he doesn't seem to have one single example to back it up. I mean, and there was a lot of weird things like Michael Jordan, you know, controlling the cameras. Like now, now we're getting into tinfoil hat conspiracy where he's, you know, he's telling Steve Curry's going to pass him the ball because the camera that he controls is watching. And he's thinking about his documentary 20 years later. There's just a lot of, of dot connecting that Scotty was doing in that moment. That didn't make a lot of sense. Um, the Damian Lillard situation in Portland. I, 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 can you clear, like, what is the situation? Because I'm not sure if he wants out. If, is this passive aggressive? Is there something going on with what his future is going to be in Portland? Well, Chauncey Billups gets introduced as the next head coach today. And my understanding is they're going to all try to get into a room and figure out if this is salvageable with Damian Lillard. Uh, I grow more and more skeptical by the day, Dan, that it is. You know, I said this on my podcast this morning, but like Damian Lillard is like the guy breaking up with the girlfriend for the first time. Like he 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 wants to break up with her, but he doesn't know how to. So he's going about it in kind of a ham-handed type of way. And that's what Dame's been doing. And it, it's not just the last couple of days. 
you go back to the immediate aftermath of the loss to the Nuggets, and he had this cryptic tweet that was a cryptic Instagram post that was out there about how many times do I have to keep doing this with the, the same result. He then somewhat bizarrely goes out there and throws his support behind Jason Kidd, of all people, to be the head coach of the Trailblazers. And and there have been more, obviously, social media posts in the last couple of days as well. Look, I, I don't I don't think this is about the coach. I don't think it's about Blazers fans criticizing him for his involvement in the coaching search. I think plain and simple, Damian Lillard, at 31 years old, is looking at the Trailblazers roster and saying, I can't win. And I, I can't argue with him yeah. with that. I mean, they got beat by a Denver Nuggets team without its second best player that subsequently went out and got absolutely smoked by the Phoenix Suns in four games. That loss has not aged well for the Trailblazers. So I think it, what it comes down to for Lillard, as loyal as he's been to Portland, is that he wants to win as he in the final prime years of his career. And this is kind of his sort of somewhat clumsy way of going out and forcing that. The irony of all this, Dan, is that I think a Damian Lillard trade is the best thing for both sides. Lillard can find his way to a new situation, give himself a chance to win, and Portland, which has really no chance to win at the highest level uh, with Damian Lillard the next couple of years, can recoup one of, if not the biggest trade haul in recent NBA history. I mean, Lillard has that type of value on the open market. So this is kind of a... It's an awkward situation right now, but in the next few weeks, even maybe months, uh, if Damian Lillard is traded, that could wind up being the best thing for both sides. Okay, but the most likely destination, and do not say the New York Knicks. No, I mean, and by the way, it, please, Lakers fans, stop like sending your trade machine things out that include like Contavious Caldwell Pope as the centerpiece of a deal. Like that's <laughs> the, unless you're dealing Anthony Davis, you're probably not getting. Damian Lillard. Two things to remember uh, with Davis. You're gonna or with uh with Lillard. You're gonna work with him on a trade. You're not just gonna dump him like on Oklahoma City or something like that, where he can play the final few years uh, of his contract out. You're gonna work with him on where he wants to go, and you're gonna have to find a situation where he can win. That means going to a team with at least one second star uh, that's on it. And then you start to look at the return you get. Like you're not dealing Damian Lillard for Bradley Beal. Because Bradley Beal, while being 28 years old and still a great player, has one year left in his contract that is not going to stay in Portland beyond one season. So you're looking for kind of what, say, Oklahoma City got, where they got a blue-chip young player in Shea Gildress-Alexander and a Hall of Draft Picks. Using those as the, the early parameters, I would say there are two teams right off the bat that stand out. One is Philadelphia because Ben Simmons is still out there and the Sixers still have their draft capital over the next few years. Simmons is signed through 2025 and as flawed as he is, he's still a perennial all-star at 24 years old who, if he ever fixes his shot, has the potential to be great. The other, it's Boston. We're, I can't believe we're doing this once again where the Celtics are in the mix for another superstar, but here we are. Boston has Jalen Brown. He's 24 years old. He's an all-star for the first time. He gets better every single year. You can build a trade package around Jalen Brown, a lot of the young players they have in Boston, and their cash of draft picks over the year at years as well. It's we're very early in this process. And because Lillard is signed through 2025, you're probably going to have teams try to sneak in and find a deal that works. But when this started to pick up, those were the first two teams that I thought of that are also, by the way, 
in the Eastern Conference where you don't have to deal with Damian Lillard for more than two times a season and never have to deal with him in the playoffs. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate your time as always, bud. You got it, Dan. That's Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer. Oh, McLovin, all giddy. Yeah. How do the logistics work? Am I allowed to print out my Lillard Sixers jersey yet? Is it available on NBA.com? That's uh, all I need. Well, I pre-ordered my Tim Tebow jersey, and they said it's not coming till next month. I hope that Tim is still on the team, by the way. Um, yeah, we, you know, Damian Lillard and uh, Ben Simmons. and like, So then is it Lillard's team or is it Joel Embiid's team? That it's Lillard's team. Well, I don't know. Oh my God, we're back to this. This this problems with the 76ers. Throwing it out there. Is it is it Jason Tatum's team in Boston or is it Damian Lillard? Can't you just let us enjoy these fake trades? Yes, he. Who's taking the last shot? Then oh, there's only one ball. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paulie. I love critiquing a team that hasn't gotten together yet. This is a mess. They're never going to yeah, work. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Play of the day coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
you've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan and see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious near silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship and you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge the eqs is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come the vehicle is all electric the feeling is all mercedes take a test drive learn more mbusa.com slash eqs Oh my God! The play, the play, play of the day. Runner left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Oh, Dottie crushes one deep right field. Goodbye. Welcome to New York, Shohei Otani. The Batman has arrived in Gotham City. Twenty-sixth home run. That's courtesy of Bally Sports West Television. This is going to sound strange for you to hear, but I would show up to listen to show Hey Otani in batting practice. Not watch. I could just listen because he has four of the 20 hardest hit home runs in baseball this season. The uh, exit velocity, 117 miles per hour. It just sounds different coming off his bat. That's your play of the day. Brought to you. Yep, gone. Get ready for a summer M-Drive Boost and Burn, the supplement that can help shed pounds, build muscle. Visit mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Doug in North Carolina, what's on your mind today, Doug? Well, Dan, every morning I watch you on Peacock. Well, I listen to you on Peacock. I turn it on and I try to go about. I'm I'm at work and I try to go about my uh, normal day's work. And yesterday, I had to stop. I had to click over to to the actual broadcast and watch and just because it was a moment. It was a moment that's going to last a lot longer than uh, than most of your shows. And I wanted to tell you my one big takeaway from the Scotty Pippen interview, if I could. Okay. And it's awkward to talk about, but I think. 
one of the problems we have is in our vast English language, we have one word, and that word is supposed to describe everything from a, a guy who's a member of a clan to someone who believes in horrible stereotypes. And yesterday, my initial reaction is when I heard Pippin use the word racist, I thought, I thought the worst extreme. I thought, oh, my God, he's calling the worst thing in the world that you could say about Phil Graham, Phil Jackson. And I think really what we're dealing with is it's almost like a spectrum. Um, and the question I would love to ask Scotty Pippen is, would you have been upset, would you have taken the court if he had drawn up a plan and to, to pass the ball to another African-American player as opposed to, to the one white guy who was on the court? All right. Well, thank you, Doug, for the observations. I don't know how Scotty would answer that, but Scotty felt like he was slighted in that moment. But Scotty, you know, Scotty, this is basketball slighted. This, now, to Scotty, it's not. He saw it deeper than that. To me, it was Tony Kukoc, while being a rookie, did have a decorated career in Europe and was considered a great player coming over and a coup for the Chicago Bulls to get him. But uh, here is Scottie Pippen talking about that moment when he sat down, Tony Kukoc stepped up and hit the game-winning shot. Well, I mean, it's not much to be said if you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of the game. No, no, um, no, I understand that, Scotty. I'm just going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines, and then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc, a ride. So, well, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons and every other team that we had to get to those three championships, wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last-second shot without Michael Jordan? Like, one year without Michael Jordan, can I get one shot? Like, I'm doing all the dirty work. But all of that I understand from the basketball standpoint. But when so, you say a racial move... Well, why would why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me out of bounds? That's what I mean, racial. Like that was Scottie Pippen's team. But but Scottie Phil Pippen and, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? But have you talked to Phil about this? Because by saying a racial move, then you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm still trying to kind of sort this out when he says it, that, that in his mind, he views it as a racial move to give Tony Kukoc the opportunity to hit that game-winning shot. I, I think the Bulls were down two games to none. I don't think this was a moment where you say, you know what, let me give it to Tony Kukoc, he's white. Phil's trying to win. I got, that, that's just my interpretation of it. Scotty says, well, you weren't in the locker room. He's right. I wasn't. You were looking at this from afar. He's right about that. Uh, To say that Phil didn't design the play for Steve Kerr and use Jordan as a decoy, go back because Michael was playing to the cameras. It was about the documentary he was doing. I just can't imagine that he's going, hey, um, 
I'm, I'm going to design a play and Mike is going to call the Mike is going to be the one that designs the play for the cameras for the documentary that we didn't even know it would ever air because Mike had control over the documentary and who knew that it was going to surface and he was going to do a 10 part series. But in Scotty's mind, and that's the important part of trying to understand this, I can look at this from a logical perspective, from somebody who was there with the Chicago Bulls, but not in the inner circle with the Chicago Bulls, and say, logically, that doesn't make sense that he's going to pick Tony Kukoc because he's white. He picked Tony Kukoc because he was the right person to take the shot. Not the white person, the right person. And he ended up hitting the shot. And Scotty didn't even celebrate. It was a selfish move on Scotty's part. Just like Scotty said, Mike playing baseball was selfish. Yes, you can say that. But Scotty was being selfish in the moment as well. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, John Rahm, the U.S. Open champ, is going to join us next hour. You know, we were going to have him on yesterday, and thankfully we said, John, you don't want to be in the last hour after Scotty Pippen comes on. Maybe John Rahm can top Scotty <laughs> Pippen today somehow, but uh, John will join us next hour. McLovin, the uh, poll question? Who's most likely to come back? The Hawks down 2-1 or the Clippers down 3-2? 74% say the Clippers. I, I, I just don't know with all the injuries with the Hawks, uh, having the manpower to go against the Bucs who are a healthy team. You look at the Suns and the Bucs, they should play for the championship. Uh, they're, they're the healthier teams here. I think Trey Young being listed as, I think, questionable. I expect him to play in this game. I just don't know what we can expect, expect out of him. And you're going to need a Herculean task here. One hour in the books, two more to go. Seton Pauli, Fritzy McLovin, yours truly. We're back with the U.S. Open champ, John Rahm, and your phone calls after this. One more item, first hour, and it's a new partner of ours, and they have a new app, Stiefel Wealth Tracker app. When it comes to managing your investments, knowing where you stand is half the battle. Let me tell you about Stiefel. The Wealth Tracker lets you build your personal balance sheet, track your net worth over time. You can securely link all of your financial accounts using bank-level encryption and monitor of how your investments are performing in one place. Stiefel Wealth Tracker also gives you direct access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research, investment strategy views, and more. Stiefel has helped clients manage their investments for over 130 years. When you need professional guidance, Use the Stiefel Wealth Tracker to connect to a Stiefel financial advisor and get the help you need. Best of all, Stiefel Wealth Tracker app, completely free. Download the Stiefel Wealth Tracker on App Store, Google Play, or at stiefel.com slash tracker. That's S-T-I-F-E-L dot com slash tracker. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. 
I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all-Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com EQE. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.